Sofia Fyodorovna Semyonova with her big dumb face. <laughs> the longest Sofia Fyodorovna. This winner all chairs bolted to the. We're not told that. Yeah, we do. We're not told that. It is written. It is written. <laughs> McCurds were pretty close to changing the date on that from 23. Everybody is like freaking out. People are freaking out because they'll say, hey, it's only like two months till uh, 2024. And people are like, what? Yeah. I thought I was just turned. I thought I was just 2021 still 2020, whatever. It has been amazing to see how much COVID just it's like the blip. Remember the blip in the MCU? Right. We there have a blip. real world blip. In yeah. three year, three to four years just went by like that. Uh, anyway, Halloween is uh, it's upon us. It's it's all Hallows Eve Eve. So cheers to that, sir. Cheers. Uh, before we get started, what new horror movies have you watched this year? <laughs> uh, uh pull up the list <laughs> just pull the, up the list just just the yeah. list <laughs> like just anything the on list. there is all you've gotten to <laughs> pretty much no the only thing that's not on this list that i did see that wasn't very good was skin but i saw that earlier in the year you, yeah you saw that a little while back yeah. i saw that it was like a it is a art house movie that probably should have just been a five to ten minute short film yeah and there's at least one really great creepy moment in it but the rest of the movie, you're just sitting there just waiting for it to be over. You're like, when is this going to be done? I was the only one in the theater, too. I was just like thinking I'm should just like, I all should I peep it? Would you recommend I mean, it? No, I wouldn't recommend it. I, I would be like, okay. if you want to watch it and just put it in the background or if you just want to see a weird science experiment, maybe if you just want to do some some kind of uh, illegal activity and, and watch it, maybe. But it's not it's not something I would spend a ton of time watching. Okay. Meanwhile, uh, I hit Sunshine, of course, Hocus Pocus, because they're children about. The Shining, of course. Right. Sleepy Hollow. Possessor, which I'd never seen. The Crow, which I don't think I'd ever seen in full. Uh, right. The Haunting, Dracula, 28 Weeks Later and 28 Days Later, Horror Express, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. I'd never seen that. The Raven, which I don't think I'd seen in full. Halloween 3, which I finally got around to. Batman, The Long Halloween, which I'll count. The new the remake of Friday the 13th, Dracula, Monster Squad, which I'd never seen and loved. Dog Soldiers, which I'd never seen. Batman versus Dracula, uh, Labyrinth, uh, The Exorcist, Needful Things, which I'd never seen. The Blob, the original. Exorcist 3, Exorcist 2, which I'd never seen. Casper, uh, Ghostbusters. So I've been uh, fallen, so I've been hitting... I you can, yeah. stuff. I watched um busy, the only I, I went through and rewatched all the universal uh monster films. That was my horror yeah, movie. Yeah, I watched Dracula. Viewing. That's as far as I went there. Yeah, I watched Dracula, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Invisible Man, uh The Mummy. I've never seen The Mummy. That was the first one, first time I'd watched that. Um I watched uh Wolfman, which I'd seen. Uh and then what was the last one? Creature from the Black Lake. Goon, which is the one that I feel like I've never I thought I'd seen, but I never actually had seen. Um we should prioritize doing it. those. Hint hint. Nod nod. There's like 30 anyway. Up, 31 of them. There's, yeah. there's there, well, that's a whole other topic, but basically it's like they they were never intended to be an MCU, 
And it was just some yeah. some guy at Universal who was their charge of their video VHS department at the time was like, you know what? We should package all of the old horror films that we used to make back in the 30s and 40s and sort of into the 50s. And let's like release it as like a, a package deal. Yeah. So that's where you get the Universal Monster movies for for the, for the most part. Like that's kind of how it all started, which does yeah. tie back into this because we are talking about another Bloomhouse movie, and this is the Bloom third or, or fourth one. We Blumhouse, Bloomhouse, Blum, Blum, right? Blum, Blum, But this yeah. is like the third or fourth one this year we've seen because we saw Megan, and then uh, yeah. two weeks ago we saw. What did we see like <laughs> two weeks this, ago? This pairs well with Megan for obvious reasons, but I would. Uh, yeah, we but, watched uh, The Exorcist. That was Mr. Blum. Um, yes, that's right. But that's I I, and I said one, in right? that episode, I said, you know, good for him. Whether the movies are good or bad, the guy's living the life. We're making, you know, or is it like? Has anybody made uh like a a reach? at him being something of like a modern Roger Corman. He's, he's taken over kind the horror genre. Not that Corman only but, did. Um, he just did, you know, yeah, it's like the King of the B movie, but he's, he's stepped into that yeah. role of like, Hey, guess what? We, we own every horror franchise. Pretty from much. Here on, it's ours. Pretty much. You know? Yeah. Anyway, want to talk about Freddy's. Let's do it, sir. All right. I'm, uh, I'm very curious. Where you're going to align with me on this one. Five Nights at Freddy's is a mediocre attempt to adapt a seemingly unadaptable video game, which is about a guy working a security job at a Chuck E. Cheese-like establishment only to realize that the seemingly friendly android mascots have a murderous will of their own. Upside, the actualized look of Freddy's androids is great. Downside, nearly everything else. Because when it comes to the story, it feels like they wrote a draft or two at the most and then decided to go straight into production. Half the runtime is about the security guy trying to solve a mystery about who kidnapped his little brother when they were kids. Meanwhile, his little sister is a telepath and can communicate with all of the androids who, as it turns out, are actually possessed by the ghosts of murdered children. At that point, we simply don't need the little brother plot when giant anthropomorphic pizza place animals are threatening to murder your little sister. Let's focus on what's actually interesting here. But no, a movie that should have been self-aware of its own ridiculousness spent way too much time telling a, a completely unrelated story and taking itself too seriously when it should have been telling its own backstory while delivering fun scares. <sighs> McCurdy. Chucky. <laughs> Chucky Cheese or Chucky Chuck Rance? Chucky Cheese? I, this is one of the, uh, I don't know, just a, a handful on this list that I actually watched twice before writing a review of it. And the first time I watched it, I was, you know, the, the, the first time you kind of have that mystery of, you know, is this going somewhere with the brother? And mm -hmm. then the second time watching it, you're like, all of this is a waste of time. Everything about the brother is a waste of time. Why are we doing any of this? Why are, you know, why aren't we just at Freddy's? from beginning to end, which would be my biggest gripe about the whole thing. But uh, what you got for us? Uh, let's talk about this Five Nights at Freddy's movie that, you know, I know nothing about fan base wise. So there's a lot, a lot to unpack here. Of course, if you haven't, if you're new to the channel or, you know, you're just popping in, 
please check out our store. We've got a lot of fun little merchandise. A lot we of it's Bon related. We need more. Um, we need more. We'll yeah. probably come up with some more stuff. But yeah, check out our merch. It's really fun stuff. Comment uh, with five requests. Nights. Anybody have any stupid requests for a stupid t-shirt? I just want, I just want, Chucky, I want a Chucky Ranch t-shirt. Just one that says... Like Chuck E. Cheese, Rance. but it's Chuck E. Rance. Chuck E. Rance, and it says, yeah. "I you just hate Goldfinger. That's the tagline. <laughs> That's it. That's all it is. Perfect. And people would be like, what? Like the band Goldfinger? And you're like, no. You're, you're That's all we want to do. Well, that, that, like, we just want to confuse people. Like, a stupid a Stupid shirt. With a, people would be like, what? On it. What does that even mean? Huh? Yeah. Right, right. All right, uh, so Five Nights at Freddy's is directed by Emma Tammy, written by Scott uh, Cawthon. I think that's how you say his name. Seth Cuddleback and Emma Tammy. Story by Scott Cawthon, Chris Lee Hill, and Taylor McIntyre. Uh, based on Five Nights at Freddy's, created by Scott Cawthon. Cawthon, Cawthon. His name is all over this movie. So Cawthon. Cawthon. All right, here we go. Five Nights at Freddy's is based on a cult video game series created by Cat Scott Cathon. In the game, you usually play a security guard at a local kid's pizza place, a la Chuck E. Cheese, who must survive the night before the deadly animatronics that haunt the pizzeria come and get you. Uh, Cathon had created the series after negative reception of his previous family-friendly game, Chipper and Sons Lumber Company. The game, the characters in that game looked too much like scary animatronic animals. This prompted Scott to create a new game, which became Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, after YouTubers found the game, it gained a cult following. The first title came uh, out in 2014, so it's really not that old of a game. It's only like about nine years old. Um, there's been about 18 games released thus far. Some of them are main games. Some of them are, are uh, spinoff games. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. I was wow. counting them on the list. I was like, and some of them are like main games, and then there's some like spin-off ones. So they're not okay. and and they're all of different caliber of play, too. So yeah. The series also has a ton of lore, such as the animatronics being possessed by ch the children murdered by the co-founder of the Faza Bear Pizzeria and uh or pizza, whatever it's called. And it just gets weirder from there. There's so much more to this moot this this game series. There were other videos that I watched that go into the lore and history of it. So I don't know all of it. I'm not going to go through all of it, but have fun kids. Go check it out. Check out Five Nights at Freddy's, the all the game fun. Uh, Scott is actually one of the writers and the producer on this film. Uh, he has been heavily involved in the making of this film going all the way back to 2015. He also wrote novels based on the games as well. So this whole movie game thing has his name written everywhere. And I think yeah. it's kind of rare to see the original creator of something also uh, be involved with the script for the uh, the initial thing that's coming out as well as like from the scripting stage. Cause we talk about bond in our other series and, you know, Ian Fleming was there, but he didn't like, he wasn't Briefly. sitting down and writing the script to Dr. No, when they first made the first bond film, you know? So yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of neat that he can be this involved with his, he was his there. Own. He was on set. He was informing the character and then he died relatively early in a series Not, of 25 films he was there for two of the or three of them and then right 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 yeah right um did you so play it on, on here yes i did let's go back to the game. 
I did play it. I didn't get it. I, uh, but also my phone, I didn't realize. Okay. So I played on my phone and that you can download, I think the first four games on your phone they were like three bucks a piece, I think. And I thought, cause one of my favorite games growing up was Mist, where you could actually like walk around and explore and stuff like that. And that game yeah. always had a little bit of creepy vibe too. And I thought that was what this game was going to be is that you would wander around the pizzeria and at night, but that wasn't the case. You're stuck in the same room in the first game and there are security cams and you kind of watch uh, the security footage and eventually the character, the, the animatronics start slowly moving closer and closer to the office. And I couldn't get the audio to work for some reason. I realized it was because my phone was on silent uh, on the silent mode. So I didn't, I couldn't hear anything. So I was like, I don't know what's going on. Uh, and then I kind of figured it out, but basically like you get two doors and some lights and there's power and I don't know. I know you said you got to play it a little bit. I don't know if you got that very, that far in the first game. I was very proud of myself. This games. is like, this is like a teacher's pet. I deserve a, a, a gold star moment because watching the movie, I knew nothing about this at all. Nothing. Right. Watching the movie, the moment that I saw him go into the security office and sit down in front of the cameras the, the monitors, I was like, I bet that's what the video game is. Cause it was the way it was laid out. I was like, they're checking that box of like, this is what the game is. There's and a lot. I went of... and bought the first game on right. my series X. That's exactly what it is. It's just a series yeah. of you're in an office and you have two doors and you can turn the lights on and shut the doors. And then you have, uh, uh, you pull up the security cameras and you're trying to not use power because if you use up too much power, the power goes out and then you're screwed. They're going to kill you. And so right. I made it through one night and then I stopped. I might try to yeah. finish the game, but it's it's just That's a very it's more about the experience of jump scares than it is right. about some kind of challenging puzzle or something. It's it's like I, I uh, if you've ever played Nintendo Land, there's a game on there. There's a Luigi's Mansion game on Nintendo Land, which was only I on the Wii U, yeah. which is one of the most, in, in my humble opinion, Kevra, where's Kevra? Uh, it's, <laughs> I, th I think he and I actually talked about this. Where I, I believe it to be one of the best designed games of all time because it perfectly showcases what it is like to play a game that causes fear. That's what this game does. This game is like your fear causes you to use up too much power and then you die. So if you can control your fear, you can get to the end. This Luigi's Mansion game is very much the same. That's all I'll say on it for now. It's not worth going into. But if you can get your hands on a Wii U, get a, Nintendo, a copy of Nintendo Land, and there are uh, any of the games that are five-player are brilliant. But this one is the most brilliant because it perfectly mimics what it's like for people having to work together and control their fear. They have to control that emotion in order to defeat their enemy. So, uh, but I, you know, I had fun surviving the first night and then I went back and watched the movie again. So, yeah, apparently in a lot of these other videos, they explain there's a lot of lore to these games that I was Because you sit there of. and you listen. You just listen to there's someone more talking to, it. Yeah, to you there's, on a, on there's a, a person on the radio who's actually... Or, sorry, not the radio. There's a, there's a phone guy. A guy does uh, messages to the security officer yourself, yeah. right? That is done by Scott. He actually voices all those that that stuff. But it's it reveals a lot of the story behind the pizzeria, which I find... That was the one thing that I liked about this whole movie, at least, was that 
I liked the depth. I liked the lore. I liked like, I liked the just the just the premise of just it's a creepy Chuck E. Cheese at night and they're killer robots or killer animatronics. I liked that. That was the one yeah. thing that I mean, and that, that's probably why I would like playing. I might like playing the games, but I don't. I've only played the one experience I played with the first game. I was like, mm, I don't know if I'd. I'd want to play the rest, but I've heard they added more stuff and there's probably Easter eggs and things like, again, this, this is going to remind me a little bit of super Mario brothers because super Mario brothers is just full of nostalgia and just like all these little references to all of the games from super Mario brothers. And I feel like maybe if I was a fan and played all the five nights at Freddy's games, I might've picked up on, Oh, that's from this game. And that's from this game and all that stuff. So you but you know I, I, what I'm going to say, you know what I'm, I'm going to say? The movie should be made for people like me who know nothing about the game. There should be no even right. even something as simple as I know because of playing that one first night that the guy on the phone said when the animatronics see a human being, they don't see a human being. They see the skeleton of an animatronic okay. that needs to be put inside of a suit. And so this movie starts on, no out. Hand. This movie starts out with a guy being put into a suit and you're confused and you think it's going to be explained. It's never explained. Things like that need to be explained hold on, hold on. for the people so in the audience just, who've never played clarify, the game. Just to clarify, the first game, the, they they retroactively changed the lore, so a lot of the stuff ah. with the kids going in, like... But no, that, that, none of that... that element, I didn't see any yeah, of that, that changed around. But that, that night, was kind of a reference to it. Okay, but first night, yeah. uh, that whether that was put in there retroactively or not, um, right. they do explain in the why game. they the want to put you in a suit in the game. They explain why they want to put you in a suit. What? And so there are two times in this movie yeah. where they're being put into a suit and it doesn't look like they're being put in a suit. It just looks like they're being murdered like something out of saw. So it probably mm -hmm. should have been explained why every security officer is randomly subjected to being, you know, stuck in a chair with a, a bunch of saw blades essentially coming at your face, but they don't explain that. Right. They don't explain that for people like no, me who don't know. I mean, again, I game. don't I, I I don't know what else to tell you, but let's let's go ahead and move on. Yeah. I only have a couple slides to this one. I didn't really go too far out this. Uh, Emma Tammy is the director. You probably never heard of her. She hasn't actually done much. So the last film she directed was the first what her first and last film that she directed was a Western horror to film titled The Wind. She has also directed a few episodes of Into the Dark in a podcast series titled The Left Right Game. Uh, she's kind of new, so I won't be. I would not be surprised if she has a new movie sometime in the future. Considering the success of this movie, because this movie's already made a lot of money at the box office, I think it just kind of helps that this movie came out right at Halloween. It's it's a cult classic favorite thing. Yeah. Whether whether like you and I have our issues with the movie, I think it doesn't matter. I think the fans are gonna go see this movie anyway. Yeah. And it's like it's like oh, it's a horror movie coming out near Halloween. We should go check it out. That kind of thing. So I think. They they had all the reasons to just make this thing. And even if it even if you're not a fan of the video games, I went into this and I, you know, having having overheard the trailer playing in the theater while I'm outside of the theater for, right. I don't know, six months, maybe so far. Uh, so far, it's been a while. So they've, they've really maybe even during Megan. I mean, I think even right. during Megan, there may have been trailers for this. We've seen, and, yeah, we've seen a lot of trailers for this movie. Yeah. So, and again, like I, I always say, I never watch trailers, but I hear them here and there. I catch glimpses and uh, I love premise. 
I'd never played the video game, but I'm like, oh, a haunted Chuck E. Cheese? That sounds like a lot of fun. I would love to go see a movie like this. I went into this ready to, as I do, same disclaimer every episode. I, I sound like I want to hate everything because, you know, standards. I walk into every movie ready to fall in love. And then, you know, I'm right. like, damn it. <laughs> you know, like it's just, it's such a right, great, right, right, right. Maybe not such a great uh, premise so per se, but like, hey, it's uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. What is that? Oh, you go into a Chuck E. Cheese and the animatronics try to kill you. Sounds like a great premise. Great. Let's do it. And then right. I'm horribly disappointed. So, okay. So, real quick though, this movie was originally going to be uh, direct. So, they, again, like I said, Scott uh, Cathon or Cathon or whatever you say his name. He had written a script and it had this was in development back in 2015. Originally, it was going to be produced out of Warner Brothers, but then Warner Brothers put it in a turnaround, which just basically means development hell. Uh, Bloomhouse picked it up and then they were going to have Gil uh, Kenan, who is the he's going to be directing the new Ghostbusters. He's like a sequel to Ghostbusters Afterlife, but he was also the, one of the co-writers of that of Afterlife, as well as a co-writer for Monster House. He's going to be directing the new one, but he was going to direct this. Then it went to actually Chris Columbus, of all people, who oh, did wow. own and Harry Potter, the first Harry Potter, at least. Yeah, which that would have that would have been kind of interesting. But then again, he at some point left the project. Um, Scott apparently had a uh, draft of the script that they were going to go with. And then he changed his mind and then re they rewrote a new draft. Eventually, they announced Emma Tammy, who's again, she's virtually unknown. Like there was no Wikipedia page for her. She's very new at this as far as these uh, as movies go. Sometimes so like, it shows kind of shows a little bit. Sometimes but, you know, everyone's got to start somewhere, too. So, yeah, there's that. Sure. But, uh, you know, it, it was like this is like so she's also one of the, the writers of this movie as well. Um but yeah, that's Emma Tammy. So she we'll probably see another movie from her next year. I wouldn't be surprised. I really Megan wouldn't be two. surprised. Megan, Megan three. two, something. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, just go through the actors real briefly. There's not very many of them. We got Josh Hutcherson. You know him. He was in Hunger Games. Most people know him from that. Peter. Uh, a kid actor. Zathura, Bridge of uh, Terabethia, Journey of the to the Center of the Earth. Yeah, and he does um, a good job in this. He's he's probably the only person in this entire movie that like really is like putting an effort in. Like he's yeah. really just like I'm gonna I'm he's owning. Weird, he's, he's like I'm this, gonna make this, this a serious. First role. time he's been a leading man, I'd say. Right? He's never been a leading man in any of these other movies. So no, he's well, I, he's well, embracing that. Was it? I huh? never saw the Red Dawn remake, but he's no. not the no. single leading man in that, right? No, that's that's uh, Thor. Yeah, yeah. Chris and, Hemsworth, um, Jake and Chris Jake and Dr Drake and Josh guy. Got it. So. But yeah, I didn't know if I did. Yeah, so it's like he was really putting a lot of thought, and you could see that he was really like going through and studying. Like, okay, this is the story. This is this yeah. is what's going on, and I'm like trying to play this character who's kind of more focused on their brother. We'll get into the plot and stuff later, but I, I do yeah. feel like he's the only person in this entire movie that's putting on a genuine good performance, yeah. um, which I don't know. I don't know what else to say to that. Just just uh, while we're here, just while we're here, uh, Mika, Micah, Mika, okay, uh, agreed that the brother plot line went nowhere. Um, wasn't the brother's soul one of the robots, which is a good question. 
probably should have been. There should have been a point at the end where uh, Mike needs to choose. Mike is Josh. Uh, choose to save Abby, his sister, and let go of the brother. And, you know, that didn't happen. Um, Mika Micah also jo- says, guys, how did your sub count just explode? Been here before 1,000, which is cool. Thank you. That's cool. Thank um, you for being here. I think I think going back to Mika's last thing, I think it does. But we'll, we'll talk about it when we start getting into our general discussion about the movie. Uh, yeah, let's just go through this cast. We got... Matthew Leonard plays uh, Steve Reg- Leonard slash William Leon- Leonard. Why am is I it, saying that name wrong? Is it Lillard? I've never heard it. Lillard. Spoken. I think it it's is Lillard. I think it is Lillard, Lillard. is what Lillard. It's Matthew like. Lillard plays yeah. Steve Raglan and William uh, Afton. They're both characters from the games. Uh, you know, you know, from Scream, Scooby-Doo, 13 Ghosts, mm. SLC Punk. I think his performance is a little too much at times whatever we'll talk about we'll, it. we'll get and into we that <laughs> we'll get into that elizabeth uh uh lally uh plays vanessa once upon a time she's in gossip girl she was in uh you uh another netflix it's, i think it's an nbc show or maybe a netflix show I, I could be wrong and then finally we got mary stewart masterson who plays aunt jane she was in some kind of wonderful and fried green tomatoes i, I sort did, of i didn't even her. i did not even recognize this vanessa gal this photo right here looks nothing like the young lady that I was think it's because the... she's she's got well she played Anna in the Once Upon a Time so on Once Upon a Time was Disney's like live it was like a live action show and it starts off where it's like this uh, Snow White's daughter ends up in the real world and they kind of had a connection to what they kind of wanted to make it something like a Lost S type show and it okay. turns out that all of these fairy tale characters are living in this town called Storybrooke, but they don't know that they're living in this town because there's some enchantment in the real world, our world. And then eventually the show kind of progressed to becoming like, who's the um, who's the Disney character of the season coming into the show? So they started crossover with like, oh, let's bring Ariel, let's bring Aladdin, let's bring... And it was basically specifically the Disney versions of those characters. And eventually they did Frozen, of course, because you got to do Frozen because that was like making a lot of money. So she played the Anna, which is uh, Elsa's sister in Frozen. I have a daughter. I should know what Frozen is, right? So, yeah, yeah there you go. But she played Anna in that. And that's the other only other big thing that I recognized her from. Okay. Uh, but that's our cast. That's 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 really she, she was. Uh, oh, there's the toast. Pack that up. Um, she will get into how she was my least favorite part of let's, this let's, whole movie. Talk, but anyway, so where are you I for now, sir? Where are you right now? Um, here's here was my reaction leaving the theater. Okay, I was like, I liked it more than Haunted Mansion. You called me right away, and you were like, "Just watch it on Peacock." Just watch it on Peacock. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, I did because that was the first thing. Because, like, uh, <laughs> when I got into the theater, and even before the theater, like, I kind of I didn't have any expectations of it being great. So I was just like, "It's going to be a horror movie." I don't know if I'm going to be pleasantly surprised or. It's gonna be bad, so I really wasn't like holding on hope or anything like that. Um, there is aspects that do, do win me over with the movie, so there's like little things where I'm like, eh, maybe it's better than I'm I'm thinking in my head, but there's other things that I'm really like, eh. um, and I do think when I left, I was like, I think it's I do think it's better than Haunted Mansion. Um, so but it is kind of in that bottom tier of like under i would say maybe under transformers rise of the beast for me i i don't see it 
there's 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 parts of me where I'm like, maybe it's and I'm like, no, 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 probably somewhere below Transformers above Haunted Mansion for me, really. You and I are in the same spot, McCurdy. We I don't know agree. where yet. I'm narrower than you. Where. I pinpointed it perfectly. I okay. am uh, below Insidious, the red door above the nun two. That's where I'm at. I would. I think it's right I in the would, middle um, of what you just said. <laughs> yeah, that would. Um, I, I'm not. I'm not. I can't argue. Like I really am. Yeah. Like I think it is better than playing. I like the concept better than playing. I think there's part of me that really wants to say this is a little bit like it's not as good as the last Voyage of the Demeter for a couple of reasons. But I do think like that movie just kind of leaves you with like wanting more, but not in a good way. The Nun Two is like as much as I defend because I liked the Nun Two for the lore and how it kind of interconnects with all these other movies. Um, I agree with that. Just that I think it's a better move. I think it's just the premise is better. There's, there isn't like the thing is like, I, I think the one thing I would, the first criticism I have with this movie is it's in this weird category of who the hell is this movie for? Because yeah. it's, it's a kid's, it's supposed to be a kid's horror film. It's PG 13. It no, feels, it is PG 13. Yeah. Like Megan was, but at the same time, there's aspects of the movie that feel more like it should be an adult movie. Yes. And it's not like Megan because Megan was like, Megan could, was originally shot as an R film and it feels like an R movie. It feels, the story feels very R. It feels a little more grown up. This on the other hand, doesn't exactly feel that way because of the, the situation around it. And it's just a little weird. It's just a kind of an off movie because I think it's more like, if I said what the audience was, I would say it's junior high, high, like junior high, early high school, maybe high school, junior high, yeah. very niche, like very niche, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it's just a weird movie when you watch it. You're like, I kind of want more blood, but, but, but I, like, I, but I, I was, I no, almost I'm expected like at some point it's revealed at some point that the, the actual bodies of the deceased children, the murdered children are right. inside of their respective androids. So right. it's, you know, a, a, a more hardcore, obviously movie would have showed that would have right. opened them up at some point. And you don't get that. Instead, what you get, the dynamic you have is you have the androids running around and then occasionally one of the kids, let's call let's just, I get their ghost, but the physical body of a kid is running around. No, no, no transparency, none of that. No, no, no camera tricks or whatever. Uh, no. But just. Hey, here's the kid. And then, you know, they, you can see them. And then suddenly the robot appears, you know, the kid disappears and the robot appears. So, um, they're to your point, they're dancing around the, the, uh, the blood, you know, you never really see, a, you, you never see violence. There's blood, but you don't see oh, a lot of violence. You, yeah. You don't see, okay. You see like, maybe the aftermath you violence. You, it's the hidden. You see. The closest thing I think you see, there's two moments where I think it's the closest we get to like true violence is when yeah. the saw device mask thing you see in the trailer and it gets on one of this, this dude, I recognize the guy, by the way, I don't remember what he's from, but uh, it, it like the first messed security this guy? one dude's the, no, no, not the first security guy. This is like one of the, one of the goons that comes in to trash the place. Yeah. And the cupcake, um, the cupcakes on his face, that thing happens. And yeah. you kind of actually get some actual gore there because you actually do see his face after the fact. And then there is uh, the moment when the babysitter like puts her 
like body or something like she reaches into the, the but face of you the only thing see that in shadow it. right i guess you don't you're see right that it's it's like every kill like even the guy one of the goons runs into the closet and then the bunny's in there and they just cut outside and you just hear him screaming and then he hits his hand on the window with blood all of the violence all of the gore is hidden to to protect that pg-13 rating it's like it's it's below PG thirteen to a certain point because they're hiding all of the hardcore stuff, and I see why they would do it. But I'm also like, this is so ridiculous more... that you should have gone Either... hardcore. It, it, right. I get why they didn't, but it's it what it the fact that it didn't go hardcore somewhat reflected the video game. But if you're gonna do this, you should go further. This is one of those movies yeah. where. You should felt, go harder, right? Because otherwise right. it just ends up being a bit of a letdown um, because the story that, isn't again, good I think enough. Like, okay, in the, the last week, I've watched, I've watched Hocus Pocus like a dozen times in the last week because, you know, I introduced it to my nieces and nephews. They love it. We watch it on repeat. Uh, right. The story is fantastic, right? The story here sucks. So if you would have gone harder into the gore, you would have at least had more horrific stuff if the story sucks and the gore sucks the movie sucks just okay so stop. can we talk about can we talk about the just the story because i know you're gonna go let me, on a let me just tangent, but before let, you no, do you're that, gonna do that thing let hold me on, get rid on. of the let list let me get my speak out let me get rid of the list let me get rid of the list uh i would rather be walked down than than move up so you already defended the nun in last voyage of the demeter i'm okay with that list gone yeah, i i just Anyway, okay, so let's talk about the story. Because I know you were like, yeah, it's not the best story. And I think it's, okay, it, the story in itself, and I think with the brother plot, it works fine. Like, it starts off fine. Um, and starts, and actually, it's, you know, like, it's perfect. It actually starts off really well. It starts yeah. off really well because you're not really, you're getting into the head of, I have so much to say about this. So you're getting into the head of Mike, who's this, like, yeah. guy who's, like, can't hold down a job. He seems to be gone from job to job. There's something wrong with Mike and he's obsessed yeah. with something. And you find out eventually it doesn't, it's not revealed right away, but it's eventually you find out that he was in charge of watching his brother. His brother got taken at a camping trip when he was really little and we never find out what happened to his brother. And he's, and he is like, that's his ghost and, and screenwriting to call it right. Your character has a ghost. So he has this ghost. You even see it greatly demonstrated when he's as a security guard at a mall he sees somebody taking a kid and he's like, come on, let's go. And and he thinks that it's some like child molester or somebody grabbing a kid. Yeah. And so he beats the crap out of him and he gets fired. And I was like, great. This is all great character and, stuff. And so it turns great. out that was the kid's it, father. So right, right away, like you're great like, great character you're like, stuff. Yeah. yeah it, and that, 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 to your point, that stuff great. The opening, the opening starts with a security guard in Freddy's, and the security guard right. goes through basically what you go through in the Just video. Just an game, opener to right? tease what the movie's going to exactly. be, exactly. Because you, you got to know we gotta, we're going to go end up there eventually. Yes. So we go from that security guard to Mike, who is our protagonist, and he does everything that you just said, and it's all that was all we needed. Everything you just laid out is all we needed to understand Mike that he. That damn it, he will defend the innocent because he's got this ghost. But then that ends up being half the movie is just like reliving the same memory over and over. 
that never pays. So off, he has this. So then there's this added element where, and I, and like, here's the thing. I, I know that you were saying like, oh, we didn't need this brother plot. I liked the brother plot. I think it needed a like better said, connection though, for, for to the a whole scene or story, two. though. For a scene or two. It needed a two. better connection to the final the bit of the story. And I think yeah. there's an easy fix that they could have done. And we just never got there. Like I said, the and there's first another time watching another, it. There's, two or, there's other two problems that I had to have with it. But anyway, yeah. hold on. The hold first on. time My watching was, it, you're like, where's the brother plot going? Right. Is this going to resonate with the right. ending? And then the second time watching it, I was like, so, knowing that it doesn't do anything at the end, other than the fact that when it's revealed who the baddie is, it's yeah. like, Oh, I killed your brother, but who cares at that point? What does it doesn't that even, even matter at yeah, that point? So, yeah, okay. So the other thing about the plot that I didn't like, and this one's more of just like a, it's a, it's a, it just makes it the story more convoluted and harder to understand because if you're watching it with just your eyes, I think, and it's like, <laughs> it, it was written in a way to just avoid a cliche was just, Hey, um, yeah, their brother and sister, that's not his daughter. And because when I went into the movie, I thought that was his daughter. Yeah. And like that would be to me, that would have worked just as well. I don't know if they decided to change it because they were like, oh, our star is Josh Hutcherson. He looks kind of young. Let's make it the sister yeah. if that was their thinking. But I think it would have just worked. It would have just been cleaner if mom had died and he's like has this weird obsession and that's his daughter versus it being his his brother that that to me i thought was kind of weird and clunky because you don't know it's just kind of written off his dialogue like oh what happened to mom and dad well dad ended up killing himself or, or leaving and mom's i don't know I, mom left we don't know and it's a little just kind of that whole thing's clunky on top of that then we get introduced to the aunt character who is also one of like these this kind of very first draft really rough character where she's like oh i want to take uh your sister i want to i i want to take care of the sister but he's like uh no because you just want the money and this is the, like this is the only reason that's keeping him from uh it's the the thing that's driving him is that he has to have all these jobs but he can't seem to hold jobs down because he's holding onto this ghost and He's doing it so he can keep his sister with him, his his last family member. Because again, it's like he lost his brother, so he's naturally like, I got to hold on to my sister as well. But it's like the whole thing with the aunt is just so like, why? Like I'm sitting there when they're in the diner, and I'm like, this aunt is nuts. Like, wh why are you yeah. spending so much time trying to get this little girl to get this paycheck when it's like you're wasting? It just felt like you're wasting resources to do in like bending over backwards. Why, why is like she the so kid driven? Movie. What is yeah, it? It's what, just what's so in weird. It for her? Oh, a, a check every month? Well, she has money. So it what, seems like you she know, has money. So it's like, yeah. I don't understand what the, I mean, if she, if they had what rewrote the drive that, here. Yeah. If, if she was, if the aunt was like, I think, and I do wonder if it was just the, in the script, because they, in, in the, in the, in the movie, they even say, oh, she smells like cigarettes. And I wonder if the intention was she was supposed to be more of like this white trash, like kind of poor woman. And like yeah. that made it may, may have made more sense. But because they kind of made her look a little more upscale, it's like, well, what's why does she? Yeah, yeah why, exactly. she, why does she well, need the money? To your point, she's so upscale that you're like, she's probably better off with the aunt. <laughs> you know, like, like why would she, the why? brother should just give her up? Why? You know? Yeah. And even OK, so but but even if they went with, OK, she's upscale, she wants to like make it genuine at least. But the whole yeah. idea that like 
I don't know, just make it look more genuine on the outside, but it's just so cartoony as far as how it's played. It just seems bizarre. Um, and then the, uh, so then the, the easiest fix though, with the whole plot reveal, I think would have been if it turned out that he, like, if there was more of a connection between this whole idea of like the kids and the, the animatronics outside of them just being taken and put into, uh, the bear, or, I mean, you could have even done something where like, you know, he, instead of being taken at the woods, uh, he was taken at Five Nights at Freddy's. So then he's already like invested in the story even more so that he's like getting the security job at this place. Like because that would have been even more of a connection. It's a it's a it's a whole plot detail that he was taken in Nebraska and we don't know where this story takes place. Right. It, it, no, uh, we have no uh, idea. The cop lady who we'll talk about. It said GFPD. <laughs> so whatever that is, Great Falls, whatever that is, it's never said right. what GF is. And so, uh, but we know based on how they talk about Nebraska, that it's not the same state, right? Like she's, you know, right. they, they wouldn't refer to their own state in the ways that they do in the movie. So we know that his brother was taken somewhere else. His family was on vacation and his brother was taken. So, but meanwhile, the bad guy at the end of the movie, who I'm going to reveal now, is the the, the same guy, the owner of Freddy's, who but uh, is the also... same is the same guy who is the the job placement guy who is get, giving Mike jobs, right? Is helping Mike get a job at Freddy's in the first place, uh, which again we'll get into that too. But so he went off and to nebraska and took his brother but then but then what about the other kids at freddy's are they all they're they all disappeared from freddy's so even that's something where you're just like what that could have been its own that could like Ugh. it's not that doesn't like give me a headache because it's like at least when you think through it you're like okay but you, I'm like, okay. But no, he, what you're saying would has, have been okay, better. Man, it's just his brother disappeared from a Freddy's. And then, it boom. Been cleaner. It's, it's a little cleaner. cleaner. But but with the idea with it's like Nebraska, it's like, is this kid the... Like, this is the thing that I... Okay, let's just talk about that character. Just that... Ooh, nice. Very nice. Very nice. Let's just talk about that character for a second, right? The first time you see Matthew uh, Lillard, yep. when he shows up, it's like... It's almost like an applause moment. It's like, oh, Matthew Lillard, we haven't seen you in a movie in a while. We really so like you. So you know he's, we you know he's going to come back because he's such you a big name. Some, you know he's, he's not just going right? to be the job placement guy. Right. But the big thing that I hated was that his whole performance is just so hammy and so obvious that there's something yeah. ominous. And he plays every line like that. And I don't know yeah. if that was like a direction thing or if like he was like, oh, I'm going to play this like oh, I know this is a fun, quirky kids game, so I'm going to make it very obvious that I'm the bad guy. So, for yeah. instance, there's a moment there where he like, he's like, what was did you say your name was Gamblos? And he's like, Mike. And then he says, Schmidt. And then he, he like, he it's looks, almost like he realizes yeah, he, that yes. he knew that this was a brother. So and then suddenly I'm like, everything changes just because what? he recognized the, he recognized the last name of a kid that he took in Nebraska as being the same last name as the guy sitting in front of him having a, right. a, an appointment, a meeting, and immediately went, this is the brother of the kid I killed. Now, <laughs> that like, would have worked. And Schmidt. Here's the thing. Schmidt is a common name. Right. Here, this is how that would have worked 
if we had rewrote the script and made it yeah. so that he disappeared at Freddy's, it would have worked because then it would be like, oh, well, he was in the newspapers and everything. So this was a big case and people didn't know what happened. Or maybe he was the first kid to disappear McCurdy, at Freddy's in the 80s. one or two, man. It's draft right? one or two. You're talking It would have made more three, sense. Four, and then it would have been six. like that whole line would have made more sense. But it just doesn't yeah. make sense when it's like, oh, he has to go to Nebraska. Like, it, it's just kind of yeah. like, wait, what? So that so that whole thing's weird. Um, And then when we get to the end of the movie, I, I think the thing that I wanted out of that character was more of a sense of like his psychology as to why he is doing these murders. And I know it's like that's a lot to ask out of a kids out of a horror a kids horror movie, but it's like I just need the scene, I just need the thing to understand what motivates him to kill. Because we don't get it's not like our last movie we saw the the brilliant uh Killers of Fire Moon, where it's like it's all motivated by money. We don't get a scene that it's like, is it a sex thing? Is it uh are you just a weirdo? Like, like, is there something specific okay. about the psychology Dirty. of the character that makes me feel that? Like, I needed that, and I never we, did it. I'm just we like, talk a lot about how screen time is important. Anything that you're emphasizing should be important. That's why my whole opener was that, you know, somebody would say, well, I don't know, that, that subplot with the brother is important. Yes, it's important for the first five minutes. Then it needs to go away because that screen time needs to be given over to what you're saying is the backstory of all of Freddy's this this whole fascinating Chuck E. Cheese murderous android thing needs to be given some proper backstory so what do we have we have five kids we have five androids equaling the equivalent of five souls of children and their bodies right. who have been murdered we could have been going back in time to the eighties and seeing all of their backstories and then having those backstories provide significance for everything happening and happening in th this, this movie takes place. I believe in the year 2000, you see at it's one point early on, there's a security. You see a little screen. It says 2000. Yeah. All the TVs so are old. They got, and there's no, phones. there's no, there's yeah, no there's iPhones. No, no iPhones. So you, yeah. you know, and see so like, okay, it's yeah. 2000. So, okay, like so uh, what's like, her name? Uh, Tammy, Emma, Tammy, the director, she shows her newbiness a couple times. You and I have talked about on different episodes. Again, what you emphasize should be important. And sometimes a cutaway is just a cutaway. Like in Quantum, we, we went hardcore on cutaways and stuff like that. But even like right away, especially watching it the second time, she emphasizes flippant things. So let that? me allow me to... I have no idea what that was. Did a thumb that was like just the appear on my face? Thing. Do we get thumbs up and like that just happens? Like is that that's a new the feature? First time I've seen that. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen wait, that. Wait, wait, why is there? A... Yeah, that I was, was just weird. gonna talk through it like it didn't happen, but that was like <laughs> Freddy's ghost. It's like it's a new like... feature. Um, so anyway, uh, so, okay. So while they're having that first meeting where he's with Mike's with uh, Lillard and he's and he's you know trying to get a job. Um, they do a quick shot, right? It, it, okay. So, so let me set it up. He's like, Oh, your name is Schmidt. Oh my God. I killed a kid named Schmidt. You must be the brother. Right? So he right. gets up, he starts acting weird. He gets up. He's like, Hey, you want coffee? And he goes over and they, they have a, a, a POV shot, a, a, a top down POV shot of pouring coffee. Now, you know, the quantum episode, the quantum of solids episode, we talked about 
the infamous whiskey pouring shot. And you were like, what a flippant shot. And I was like, well, it, it has meaning if you think about it. This though was right away. The moment I saw that shot, like, let's get, let's get like a, like a stylistic close up of the, the coffee pouring. I was like, newbie director. There's no, there's no reason for that. And it's not, it's not like that was the only shot. She did this several times. Like uh, early on, we see Mike at a, like an ice cream shop in the mall and they do a a close up like a like a stylistic close up of a woman in front of Mike in line and she's like a she's like a Karen right she's like i want this ice cream and i want the fudge on the side and i want this and they give her this close up and so and then they do that throughout the movie where they have these random characters and they're really emphasizing them like so that's one where you're like why are we emphasizing this woman what is the point of this right then cut to uh, they're at a diner. The aunt, the I'll say evil aunt, is at a diner with her lawyer and with the nanny and the nanny's brother. Can are... I pause you for two seconds? I'm going to pause you because I think I know what you're going to talk about. And I just and it's something I did not mention that the... I found out about when I was looking up the, looking at. So some of the background characters that are in this were actually YouTubers that made this game popular. So what had happened was when the game came out, it got it just like again, like there were YouTubers that discovered the game, started yeah. doing a playthrough on YouTube. Again, this is 2014. This is not that long ago. And it became popular. And so you had these famous YouTubers. So in the sh movie, like you get that, you get the obnoxious waiter, and then there's the taxi driver, and maybe that Karen, I don't know, but some of them are YouTubers that made the made the uh okay popular. that's but give them give them background don't give them speaking roles because again somebody who doesn't know who that person is and treat your movie like your movie's gonna live a hundred years right uh okay so maybe the ice cream lady was a youtuber i didn't know that so i don't know like, if that's she was detail. but from from the, what I know is the taxi driver and the waiter were there's this obnoxious, the, the obnoxious waiter is, is one of these YouTubers. Okay. So that's what I was getting at. You have this obnoxious, uh, waiter. Who's like, you know, they say lunch is the most important meal of the day. Like stuff that stuff that's like somebody's writing a script and it's like, put something funny in there. And it's like, well, people always say breakfast is the most important meal of the day, but this guy's going to say lunch is, and he's going to be real obnoxious. He's going to be big. Right. Uh, it's stuff that, that, um, if you're already worried about cameos for your movie, as opposed to just making your movie as good as possible, then you've lost. So stuff like that, maybe it's not, uh, Tammy's fault. Then if they're forcing her to, if like the creator of the game is forcing her to put these people in, but it's right. things that are like, it's these details that aren't doing you any favors. So that was definitely one of them. And then the taxi driver was fine the taxi driver was like no, because, he wasn't because I, the taxi driver actually had to take the little girl from home to freddy's so it's like okay it's a fine gag uh right. even though his his performance is hokey right he's like, oh my goodness you know his, his performance sucks but but uh uh these other characters though these these other shot choices i mean the, the coffee one doesn't have a youtuber attached to it but it's still something where like a newbie director is like, well, we need to get a close up of his hands pouring coffee because it's important. You're like, Why is it important? Well, it's it's not. But I'm I'm trying to be stylistic. The only thing I can think of, you the know? only thing I can think of with the coffee is that 
the the whole movie makes this whole thing about you know he is having trouble sleeping and he has to take these sleeping pills but at the same time he's going to sleep so he can do this whole hypnosis thing so he can hypnotize his brain into going into the past and that becomes like a whole other thing yeah and i do wonder if that's where the thought process with the coffee was no but like like no. i said <laughs> no way i thought maybe he was like gonna poison him or something so like and i, I to your point though as I, I agree that there are times where it's like is it was there a point yeah. to that shot? i'm not <laughs> always gonna be a stickler about uh, every single shot needs to have significance. And if you're cutting to that, then that better have so much meaning. It's more like knowing that this is a pretty much first time director and yeah. then seeing stuff like that. You're like, okay, this is, this is a clear cut case of we're getting this stylistic shot because I want to come across as stylistic rather than it having significance because there really is there there's nothing it's just it's there's a lot and my i'm coupling that with the idea of these weird wacky characters like oh the the waiter is going to be wacky and the taxi driver is going to be wacky and the customer in line is going to be wacky because you know uh, stupid stylistic choices huh yeah i should make a movie like that just where everything's wacky and stupid where everything's wacky so the job placement guy ends up being the owner. So you can draw the conclusion that it's like he he's the he'd been owner doing this of Freddy's, a while. He's setting and he's up. always looking for people that he can send to Fred. Like he's always looking for the new security guy to send. And this is this is what I mean. This is why the movie should have been a little more self-aware. And I mean if you're gonna do wacky stuff, go further with that, right? Like make this Make this movie self-aware and ridiculous where the guy who owns Freddy's is also the job placement guy who's sending people to be a new security officer like every other week, right? Uh, you get a taste of that, but not really any like But then again, like going back to my whole psychology stuff. thing is like, why would, why does he do that? Like, is there a yeah. reason behind him doing exactly. that? Is there a, is there a backstory? Is there a motivation? Is this a weird, and I know that's like something. And he wasn't going to do it. About. He wasn't going to give scene. He wasn't going to give Mike that job until he found out that he was the brother. So, like, why would he not have made right. him the new? You'd Does think he he'd be chomping at the bit that? to make him the new security guy. You'd think he'd be like, yeah, you're it's perfect. Just, it just feels like there is a piece of lore that should have been written that is missing. That yeah. that just needed to clarify that to make it seem more motivated as to why he would do that. I yeah. want to move on to the next little thing. Hold on. I want to move on yeah, to the ahead. horny cop. Let's talk about Vanessa the horny cop. I, the worst part of the movie, in my view, <laughs> she's the, the horny cop. The like she shows up first time she shows up, and I'm like, why is she trying to sleep with this dude? Like, yeah, every line that she has, she is just hitting on him. I'm just like, it's who it's, are uh, you? Stuff like that is where I go. Okay, uh, a nerd. Like, what is going wrote on? This movie where it's like, what's my fantasy? My fantasy is that I'm the security guy, and a sexy cop shows up, and she right. bangs me, and you're like. <laughs> This is immediate. The moment that you see a hot cop, I'm just like bad yeah. casting. The moment you see hot cop, I know attractive cops exist. I understand they exist. But the moment I see that in the movie, I've said this, but I'm on record saying this. I'm like, there are times where you shouldn't cast attractive people. I mean, look at, look at uh, PETA. Look at the, Mike. Mike is like an average looking guy. I think he's perfectly cast. I think the cop character shouldn't have been this like really attractive female. Cause immediately I'm pulled. I'm like, Oh, I'm watching a movie. 
This isn't real. This isn't reality anymore. Especially if she's like you said, she's all about banging him. The first time she meets him, she's like, "Oh my god, we need we we need to." She acts like she knows him from minute one, to the point That's where what she's was weird. She's it annoyed with him. Like, she's like, "You never said you had a daughter." It's like I met you five minutes ago. Why would I tell right. you anything about my life? Like, why so, are you so obsessed? Like it's just it just felt weird so because she just bad. shows up and she's like, "I'm like, there's no." You know, I, 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 you and I, we were talking about like Goldeneye and how I complain about like how quick of a, of a turn it's like going from, I hate you to like wanting to sleep with you. This was just like even worse than that because it's like, she just shows up and like every single line of dialogue out of her mouth is like, are you, yeah. are you hitting on him? Is that, and then it's like, it's every line. It's not just, Including and then the worst and one then on top. She shows him the because uh, you know yeah. it, it makes sense when she's like okay like I she it, almost immediately she we don't she, get a like she, we don't get a like oh you're cute like kind of like like yeah if, if we just got that I would have been like or a like, moment oh, or a, or a there. moment or a moment right. where they they connect she shows her but she's like no oh, connection security guard oh you yeah. know like like usually oh the other you're you're one of a million like, guys you're just another security guard there's another one every other week so like, why I should like, I care I about like you at all seen that. Yeah, but I've seen, I feel like, I feel like this, it's a cliche, it's a trope, but I feel like I've seen the scene in a movie where, like, you get the girl who is dealing with somebody uh, on a regular basis, and those, that person is usually not what you're expecting. It's like, oh, it's yeah. usually this, an older dude or whatever, and all of a sudden, the young buck shows up, and he's just kind of like, you know, just a average dude you're like oh and then like it's like oh okay i can see why these two would be attracted to each other so like if we just had that little moment where she's like oh you're the new security guard you know but I, again this also the problem is is this movie's like holding on to this little uh thing where it's like oh she has a backstory and she this is why she knows because she's actually the daughter of the owner and that also feels weird and clunky and you're like i don't understand I, I don't. I, I don't understand like, why. What, you're not, again, what's the purpose? What's the grand purpose for all this? Yeah. What the, the, again, what like it goes moment? back to what's the grand purpose? What is yes. like? What yeah. is? What is? Uh, what's? What is Matthew Lillard's goal? Yeah. But, like, is, okay. he, is his but goal to kill everybody? When she first I don't know shows what his up, goal is. when she shows up, she's just like, "Hi, I'm hot cop, and I'm going to come in, right. and I'm." And she's like, "You're you've been acting weird ever since I showed up." It's like yeah, I'm new at this and I don't know what's, who are you? I don't know what's happening. And then she shows him, she, she hits the, the, uh, the, the stage show button. And right. just like we all saw as kids, the Chuck E. Cheese, you know, what you see behind me here, uh, suddenly there's, uh, the stage show, the animatronic show. And she turns to him and says, do you want to dance? And you're just like, God, she's what? hot to trot. Like she's just hot. What? This hot, what? hot cop shows up. And that's what I mean. That's where I'm just like, this is all stupid. This is not reality. This was written by some cuck who just some stupid idiot. This is, this is, this sucks. This in a word, it sucks. So, uh, then I, I literally the next I audibly day, went like, what the hell? Yeah. I, just, I, I think well, there was a couple at that point. You expect her to be a bad guy at that point. It's too good to be true. At that point, it's like a harpy song, a, a sing, mm -hmm. a siren song where you're like, right. okay, a hot cop shows up and wants to bang you. Something bad will come from this, but no, she ends up just right. being like a good old girl, the whole movie. So anyway, uh, cut to the next day and she just shows up at, 
the the goons busted up uh, uh, the the you know the joint, and only she shows up like at his house, and she thing. she meets. She's like, well, Mike never told me he had a daughter, which I already said. It's like I just met you again. I uh, why would I tell you anything about my life? Confusing. He right. says, that's my sister. And then they go and they take a walk and he tells her why he's taking sleeping pills, blah, blah, blah. But she, while they're sitting there, she's like, so your sister seems cool. It's like, like, and that's where I'm like, this, this script was written by a loser. Like your sister seems cool. You mean the sister who said hi to you? And she's like nine years old. It so every single one of her lines come across comes across as unnatural and forced and stupid. And there's a lot more of them that I'll highlight as we go on. Oh my what god. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna say the one thing, the one scene or aspect of the movie that I really did enjoy was when all the goons come in and they break into the place. And as as much as I don't like the motivation for it with the ant, which just seems so like it makes okay, it it logically does make sense yeah. if, again, if the ant was like McCurdy's like Keep white going. trash, no do good. Keep going. I'm going to disappear for a second. Oh, no. I'm going to be by myself. Oh, man. This sucks. Anyway, if it was just like she was a white trash and do gooder, um, I think that scene would have made more sense. But I did enjoy when all of the animatronics, we actually finally actually do see them taking out with these goons one by one. And we actually see the danger of what these, these uh, things can do that scene, that whole bit of the movie. I really liked, like, I was like, Oh, okay. This, this is, uh, this is kind of what I thought the movie was going to be a little bit more of. Uh, but then after that, it just disappears and we don't, we don't get any of it. Uh, Charlie, I think you're still talking to, I think you're still listening, but let me see if there's anything else. Um, I think like I think that's all I had to say, honestly, as far as the general plot of movie. Unless there were, I mean, there's probably a bunch of little moments that you were talking about you thought were uh, awful about the movie, but uh, I don't know. I went into it and I was like, "Yay, it's great, so, so great!" You're, you're, okay, you're back. Thank correct. God. You're hundred so, percent correct that that moment. Which okay, wait, first, real quick. Uh, it, it looks like I, all night I have bunny ears above me and then below mm -hmm. me, I have like a little blue body. Like, I have Oh, little, you have, you match your hands. Yeah. I should have worn like, yellow. Had I, I have, worn yellow, then I'd stood right here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> we have, I have like this little blue body and then these, oh, wait, hold and, on. and then I have oh. these, uh, Here we go. ears on my head. Does that work a little bit better? Anyway. Um, yeah, you are completely work? correct. That is the fun and games moment of the movie where it's like, oh, let's watch some people get murdered by animatronic, you know, robots. Right. And then that's it. Um, and again, it's it's mostly, it's kind of hidden a little bit, which is fine, but could have used a little bit more of that by the end. And uh, I, I I still have plenty to talk about. So I'm just, I'm just going to go. Okay. So um, uh, the kids in the forest... Right. He um, his recurring dream is that he he's in the forest where he's in, Nebraska, in Nebraska, where his brother was taken. And uh, he starts to see these kids. He'd never seen them before. And he's like, this is weird. When he's in Freddy's and he's doing his, you know, dream exercise, 
he starts to see these kids and we start to put together like one of the kids is wearing bunny ears another one's wearing a top hat so you start putting together oh uh these guys are the animatronic dolls uh, right. and then very quickly he sees drawings that is his sister has a weird thing where she's always drawing and her drawings start to reflect his dreams and the dolls and the kids and you know so he's putting two and two together all that stuff's fine that stuff is actually what the movie should have been but um they do a jump scare early on where he chases one of the kids and then they cut to the kid and the kid's like bleeding from the eyes and it's like ah and that's a major pet peeve of like okay that was a jump scare for jump scare's sake and they do a couple of those through the movie and they do it in a kind of facetious manner like early on he opens the locker there's that little doll in there and they do like that was okay i actually liked that i thought that was a really funny that's my funny my point is that that that's like making fun of jump scares but then they do a a cheap one where just cut to the kid and and the kid's bleeding from the eyes and screaming in his face and you're like this sucks you know stuff like that is out of suddenly that's out of context because they never do that again and they just did it to do it because it's like, well, we got to have a jump scare in here. That's what that reads as. So there are other weird things in those se- sequences. Did you notice that they kept blurring the kids' faces? Yeah, I did. I, I was like watching and I was like, wait, did I just see that like, right? And I don't know random. if that's a glitch. I don't no, know if that was a game glitch. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, they did it I, several again, times. I think that might be. Random. I think that might be a game thing, and I I'm just unaware of it. But I was like, yeah, yeah that was know. weird. I didn't I didn't hate that. I thought it was kind of like. Yeah. Um, I th- I think there's an element to the whole him falling asleep thing that is similar to like a side quest in the game. And I know they have like these eight bit versions. Like there's an eight bit side quest in some of these games where you go into this eight bit world and you're playing a different kind of game within the game. So I do wonder if that's what it was. Regardless, I, I think that was kind of a weird, creepy thing though. Too. I I, I didn't. It didn't like. It didn't make me go. Oh, I hate this movie. It was just kind of a creepy. Well, you, you, it's another one of those. Like, why? Why is that happening? Sure, um, but I'm also like, I think that it doesn't. It doesn't hurt the movie. No, if, no, no. But, but, you know, but again, as to the atmosphere, why? It's just another one of these details of like, why? What? What was the point? Mm-hmm. Because it would be. It'd be like this. Suddenly, it's like, okay, you see me, and then I'm like that, and then it goes away, and then it comes back, and then it goes away. You're like, what is the point of this? Right. But, um, right. d- on that note, though, about the kids, we never, as we said a couple times we never learn about the kids backstories them disappearing we could have gone through all of their stories one by one it could have been just like a bunch like, of uh, creepy see, stories about the kids did you see being black taken. phone did you no, see I'm, the gonna, black phone? I'm gonna watch that tonight actually that's what the movie i, picked I had a, I, I have i have a couple of people i knew that worked on it one of my friends worked on it cool. actually so um but yeah, no, like like Black Phone kind of reminds like that idea of what you're saying kind of reminds me of Black Phone. Okay, there was one thing that I did start thinking about because I was like, I went through all my notes. I'm like, I think we talked about everything. Horny cop, how I thought Matthew Leonard's character wasn't great. Uh, the brother cop. and sister thing was a little weird and convoluted for it being a little cliche. The goon stuff I thought was great. Uh, Josh Hutcherson's the only one who's taking this film seriously. Uh <laughs> Uh, blah, 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 blah. okay. So the one thing I was going to point out because one of our our listeners viewers had said that said this, yeah, the last bit, and I don't agree with him. 
So there should have been a point at the end of the end where Mike needs to choose to save Abby and let go of his brother. There is that moment because there's a point in the movie. And I was thinking about this because but I was the like, point in the movie because, sucks. hold on, hold on, don't, <laughs> hold on, don't interrupt. Uh, so I'm, I'm thinking about this and I think it's just because we've seen like 50 some odd movies this year and I'm starting to see like comparisons to other films. And I'm like, wait, they kind of did that in this other movie and they did this in another movie. So there's a movie like I'll, I'll use an example because it's similar to this in the movie Pixar or the, sorry, the Pixar movie onward. The character uh, is trying to see his dad and he never he never met his dad and he wants to bring his dad back. And he has this there's some kind of magic. Uh, spell thing that they have to do. The problem is they've only brought half of their dad back. They have to go through this weird quest to find to actually finally see their dad. It's actually but, a good but, movie, a really great right. movie. But by the end of the movie, what happens is the younger brother gives up, sacrifices the thing his thing that he's wanted this whole time. Yeah. For his uh, his his uh, his older brother who actually knew his dad. And so, and like, so it's kind of a heartfelt moment. And it, and I see that parallel also in a, another movie we saw this year was Dungeons and Dragons did a very similar thing where Chris Pine's character is trying to find his wife uh, or trying to bring his wife back. The whole, the whole movie is trying to yeah, bring his wife back the way because Dungeons he needs his mom. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> the movie was good. You're an, you're, Dungeons, that movie was Dungeons a good movie. Screwed up that bit. That was a good movie. You're just you're you just hate Goldfinger. The movie's Shut fine, up. but that on, bit was I'm, the worst part. But it was the same, the kind, it's the was same perfect. kind of plot thread. Onward it's the same plot perfect. thread. It's the same kind of plot thread where yeah. Chris Pine has this ghost that he lost his wife, who was his child's mother, and he's trying yeah. to get her back right but like bring her back to bed basically but then what she finds out when you get to the end of the story that he's like oh this woman that i've been hanging out with the whole time who's basically been her mother is the one that he ends up saving so he ends up sacrificing his ghost for this ben, and again we see mother. it again in this movie where his whole time josh uh mike character is trying to get his his uh his younger brother back his his middle child brother swire gets con i think this is also where it's a little convoluted yeah. tries to get his brother back but then it turns out that they're like no we're gonna take abby if you want your brother back in this weird memory that you have we get to take abby and so then he's like no and he has to basically sacrifice the idea that he's gonna get his brother and get abby so that worst all said, i deal, see the parallel to worst that worst deal of all time of all time the whole thing was will it was it was like half will tell you who killed your brother Half will let you dream about your brother if right. you let us kill your sister. And I, I know that he reneged right away. So it's like he kill. said yes. Not kill, but like take their whatever. Okay. okay. She's going to be dude. part. Whatever. If I, if I said to you, if I said, if we made a deal and I was like, you need to give me your wife. It kill R-A-P-E keep as a slave there's no good connotation to give me this human sure being, it doesn't matter right? no i'm so like no matter how you parallel, phrase it no matter how you phrase it out. it's it sucks like it's like give us your sister and we'll let you dream about your brother and he initially says yes which is stupid that's <laughs> I mean, like well he doesn't know i don't think stupid. i don't think he knew no because i don't think he realized he was giving abby at that point right like he's like yeah you can get your brother back but then he doesn't like he kind of is like, well, do, you know, you got to do something for us. He doesn't say what it is right away. Remember? 
So then he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, whatever you need. Like, he's just like, I, I just want my brother back. They make the deal at some point. They say. They do, but hold on. Sister. When they make that deal, when they make that deal, it's kind of like the making the deal with the devil, which is, I guess it's like, that's the trope, whatever. But he's making the deal with the devil and he, they tells the little kid, he's like, he's like, yeah, we'll, you know, we'll give you, we'll tell you who killed your brother or whatever. And, and he's like, great. And he's like, but you got to do something for us. And he's like, okay, whatever. He doesn't realize, he doesn't realize what you have he's it backwards. You have it backwards. No, the there's a scene before the first there's scene, a scene is, before. And then he reveals later. It's yes. his sister. The first scene is uh, if we tell you who killed your brother, what would you be willing to do? What would you give us? And he says, I'll give you anything yeah. you want. Then he wakes up, he's having the dream, and suddenly right. the dream is different. The dream is suddenly ideal. The dream is what would have happened had his brother not been taken. And he's right. going, this is weird. This isn't how it happened. And the, the children say, yeah, we basically, we could let you have this happy dream, which is stupid because the whole idea of the dream is that like him and, the, him and his security guard buddy in the beginning talk about how they could that you can start participating in your dream. Anybody who's ever done any lucid dreaming, which is like one of the most incredible experiences ever. Um, you can do whatever you want. So if he wanted to, he could have a dream about uh, hanging out with his alive brother. No, no, listen, listen, listen. He could have a dream about his dream. Listen, he could have a dream anytime he wants. He could have a dream about hanging out with his, with his brother and his parents. He didn't want that, though. The whole time, he just wanted to know who took his brother. He didn't want to spend time with his brother. He wanted to find out who killed his brother. So then the children come to him and say, hey, we'll let you hang out with your dead brother, which is something you could do anytime you want in your mind. I don't, I don't if think if you let I, us I kill your sister. I don't think that's the implication. I, I that's get, the implication. I get what saying, but it's like, what do you really, really want? It's like saying, like, what do I want? I want to, you know, I want to commit revenge or whatever. But then it's like, what do you really, really want? You want that person you you lost back. And so the idea that you're giving it this dream is just as good as that thing that you you think it's you want. something. Okay, he that's says, where that's where he says when he's on. That's the property, where I think that makes sense. He says when he's on the both, property that he has more vivid dreams. So that's where I'll give you a point that for some reason when he's on Freddie's property and he's got the ghost kids. He has more vivid dreams that that's maybe it would be attractive dumb. that he could then hang out with his brother and his parents. But sure. looking at the whole thing, it's like he he did. He wanted to find out who killed his brother. And then they, their deal is we'll let you hang out with your your like in your dream. We'll let you hang out in, with your idealistic family if you let us kill your sister. And he does renege right away. At first he says yes. Right. And then he says no, so I'll give him that credit. But it's like the worst, dumbest deal of all time. It's like your sister's alive and well, and your brother's dead, and he's like a five-year-old, and we'll let you hang out with him at night. And it's just, it's like, like at a certain point, you're just, you just throw up your hands, like this is stupid and going nowhere and dumb. Especially because as as we've established, it doesn't lead to anything in the end other than the main bad guy being like, yeah, I killed your brother and now I'm going to kill you. And that's symmetry. And it's just forced and there's nothing, there's and nothing. Stupid. This movie, this movie, like, okay, if I could, like, if there was a few, if I was in one of those test screening audiences and you saw the little graph thing, the graph for ex Exorcist the Believer would have been this. Like, it would have been like, oh, like, this is like so good. Good, good, no, good. Like bad. that. Yeah. This movie, on the other hand, is this. Like, hold on, where's my camera? There we go. It would be like, 
uh, 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 yeah, like like it yeah. would be a lot of that because like yeah. there were moments in this movie I liked, and there was general things I liked about it. But then you get to certain scenes where you're like, wait, what? Or yeah, and there's just little things they may have had to adjust to at least fix those. Again, like they could have recast the ant or revisualized what that ant character would have been. I think some of the ideas behind the ant would have made a little more sense. Or make the cop less of this horny cop or you know like there were like little things like that they could have just done to fix it or even and then just have that piece of information it's stupid lore stuff about why is he why does he need these souls like at least what was it there was another movie like at least none two or whatever it was like you needed these souls or or the sorry haunted mansion it was like we need 99 souls or he needs 100 souls or whatever to to come back or whatever he was going to do at okay. least that gives enough of a motivation where you need to find out why he's doing this. Imagine a situation where he came to the business realization that he, by like maybe on accident, he killed the first kid and he put yeah. him in the, in Freddie. And then Freddie all of a sudden was more lively and, and his business did better because uh, people wanted to come see Freddie who was on stage singing and dancing like a real person. Well, it was a real person because it was a dead kid in there. So he, so then maybe he killed a second kid and put him in Chica and then killed a yeah. third kid and put him in Bonnie. And it just started making everybody want everybody wanted to come to uh, uh, Freddie Fosbear's or whatever at that point, because um, you, this accident, he accidentally killed a kid. But then that led to him making a bunch of money. Right. Then it's like, oh, that makes sense. But we have none of that. Instead, we're fucking around in the woods with this backstory about a brother that we don't care about because we have a sister who is telepathic and can talk to these animatronics. Like it's, it's, it's like why, as I said, in my opener, we spend so much time. It, 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 our, it, this feels like a first or second draft where it was like, okay, I see, I see that you're trying to motivate this primary character, but we don't need any of that. We need to beef up the backstory of the interesting things, which is the animatronic, the kids in there, their backstory, uh, Lillard's character as the owner, so on and so forth. We don't have any of that. We spend half the running time in the woods with this guy screaming Garrett and you watch the movie a second time. And you're just like, I, I'm sitting there playing chess on my phone because I'm just like, I'm I'm tired of this right. already. This is stupid. <laughs> so so yeah. anyway, uh, Doomy Cop. Um the whole time I wanted to just superimpose like a CW in the corner, like her acting yeah. was the level of CW. Like she's, yeah. she's terrible. And I'll give her the credit that maybe she was just given a poor script, which is not a big shocker, yeah. but she right. sucked from beginning to end. She's the worst part of the movie. Plus then she starts getting pissed at him because he brought the I won't sister bring, around. Don't bring her back again. That was a weird turn. That was she threatened weird... to murder him because he brought her weird and it's like, turn. You did. He even says at some point, he's like, yeah, you didn't tell me about the murder bots. So how can you be? And this is what I mean. She she is immediately familiar with him and he should have been more like pushing her away. Like who like any any guy in his right mind would be like, what are you, a prostitute? Like, why are like get away from me? Why right. are you talking to me? Right. And right. uh, well, like, because she shows up in a cop uniform. So it's like, are you a stripper? Like, why are you? Why are you so <laughs> familiar with me? And, and so she's pissed about the, he, she, she threatens to kill him because he brought the sister without telling yeah. him that these robots are trying to kill him. 
But then even then, why do these kids commit murder? They imply that the bat the main bad guy influences them to do so, but we don't understand how or why. Are they just protecting Freddy's? What drives them to kill? We don't even that's get the that only motivation. answer we need. I, th I think that's the one thing you just needed to fix was that villain character. And then I think a lot of the movie would have made a lot more sense and then a little bit a little more believable. Yeah, the the um yeah, that but that whole turn of like on top of what you're just saying about the whole turn of like her threatening to kill him is like you you hold on, wait a minute, lady, <laughs> yeah, bitch. wait a minute. You were like five <laughs> minutes ago. You five minutes ago, you were hanging out with those robots and my sister and building a fort out of chairs and tables. And yeah. it's like this cute little thing. And now and you're now you're like telling me you're going <laughs> to kill me if I bring my kid, my daughter back here. What? My fake daughter. Yeah. What? Yeah. My daughter, my no, okay, what should, but that yeah, should have been that scene, though, whatever that but. scene, the meeting of the androids, which I actually uh, again, as we keep saying about Josh Hutcherson, uh, he probably his best moment was when he meets all the androids because his sister's like, Hey, look at, they're all good buddies of mine. And he's going like, I actually adored this moment where he's going, okay, jokes over, you know, classic jokes over trope. We've seen that a million right. times or somebody thinks yeah. they're being punked. But in this case, he's like, okay, um, you can come out now. Like the only conceivable reason why these things are here and walking around by themselves is that I'm being punked. So you can come out now and nobody comes out and he's kind of freaked out. And then I think, uh, bimbo shows up and tell, and you know, at a certain point he puts two and two together. He's like, okay, there's ghost children inside these robots. But, um, that meeting of the androids probably should have been the second night or something. Like it should have been, that's halfway through the movie. That probably should have been earlier on. And that would put us in the better version of the movie that I've been talking about where you scrap all this crap about being in the Nebraska woods and you, you have the first innocent night and then you have the second night meeting everybody and then ramp things up from there. That would have got us going more. Um, it would have been it, a different movie. Okay. The movie you're talking about though, feels the movie like I'm been, talking about on, is on, on, like, the movie that you're one. talking about to me, the movie that you're telling me right now, Sounds an awful lot, an awful lot like a movie like Toy Soldiers or something along those lines, where it's like a precocious kid gets some kind of uh, meets some kind of weird creature or alien or toy, and then ends up with hanging out with that thing for a while. But then it turns out that things like a different version of that thing is like then it turns out those things are evil or whatever. Yeah, um, that's that's that movie that you're telling me. This is a different movie, but okay, that's Mika, the one that Mika you're K. the one that you're telling me seems a lot more like, um, seems more like something like Toy, toy Soldiers, where like they meet yeah. the the robots. They're actually not as bad as they look, or like even like it reminded me of the moment in Toy Story where like you um, uh, we get to Sid's bedroom. And then all of a sudden there's all the monster toys come out and they, and like first Woody's like, no, get off of them, get off of them. And then he's like, oh no, you fixed them. And then he was like, yeah, these kids, these toys are actually demented and they've been victims of Sid. And you're like, oh, so these guys aren't bad dudes or whatever. And that was kind of similar, but it's just, it's a little messed up and convoluted when you have the robot things are like killing people. So you really can't play with that thing, but that's, yeah, that's neither yeah. here there. So, okay. Uh, uh, we need to know if this is Mika or Micah. 
Could you please confirm? But yeah, this we are we largely already talked about this. I don't feel like the brother plot line was wrapped up in a satisfying way, since that seemed to be the driving character motivation for Mike. Yes, but uh, what you're talking about, McCurdy, is the structure, right? You have five nights, so five nights, five acts. The first one should be innocent and straightforward. Maybe something creepy happen, happens. The second one should be. I, I'll speculate that maybe it could have been like just like the video game, they come to kill Mike and he mm-hmm. survives. The third one is that Abby's there and that she starts to bridge the gap and communicate with them. And then, okay. and then maybe the four. So like you have like up or you have like down, up, down, up, down, up. Right. So like right. the, you know, last one would be our big crescendo or whatever. But I would, I would say that if you, if you're going to have this, there's there's so many stupid elements to get through. So we're juggling all this crap at once. We're juggling one a of the lot. stupid elements is that there's a wall of drawings. That wall of drawings, uh, it's all kids' drawings, and that's something that Abby does. She draws a lot, and she's like telepathic, so she like draws things that she shouldn't. I don't be aware think she's. Of, I don't think she's telepathic, but she's she's that was she, never. Okay, she shines. My, she's got the shining. Whatever. I don't call it whatever think you she want. Has she's got the shining. She has some ability to know things that she shouldn't know, and she can talk to ghosts. Call it. She's Danny from The Shining. So there's a wall of drawings. From the beginning, she should have been communicating with them through the wall of drawings directly as well. Sure, but. In if you tell me if you remember this in the beginning of the movie, there's a teacher who's like, because uh, in the end they end up defeating him with the wall of drawings, right? They take they take one happy drawing of the rabbit, the leader guy, the owner. Oh my god, that's the same in Insidious four or five. And they yeah, and they they have <laughs> the they have ending. like they they have all these happy drawings, and Abby takes down a happy drawing and replaces it with a drawing of him murdering all of them. So suddenly, all the I kids completely forgot remember. about all that. That's how they I defeat him. Forgot about all that. That's how no, they I know, but him. I forgot about that. But yeah. no, I forgot about that. But then I so, was like, wait a minute, but, that's the um, yeah, that's like the um, but that's a lot like the ending of Insidious Four or in Five, but, where it's yes. like all he has to do is paint the painting. Yeah. At least that's so, a little okay. more set up. This made like so, came out of nowhere almost. This this was set up, and I'm gonna big finger quotes for anybody watching. Big finger quotes. It was supposedly set up in the beginning, right? In the beginning, the teacher is saying pictures mean something to kids. Pictures are what make the worlds the world for kids. So it's like, pick. Even though kids can speak by the age she's teaching, she's like pictures mean more than words. So that's how they set it up, which is, it's stupid. I mean, at the end of the day, it's stupid. So these kids are tricked into being, uh, uh, playing a role because of these pictures. So we don't even know who put the pictures up in the first place. Like somebody drew a happy picture. I was under the impression that all the pictures that were already there was, it was a part of the set dressing. And it was basically the kids that were at this Chuck E. Cheese Fozzie Bear's Pizza, and they would draw pictures yeah. while they were there and put them up. And like I've seen, like you know, when you're waiting, but as those a kid, are what's like, tricking them. Felt like a thing. Then who who drew the picture? I don't know. Of the big they don't rabbit and all the We kids. don't know why he needs the the ninety nine souls. Like who like, drew the picture of the yellow rabbit with all the kids? That was Vanessa. essentially tricking all the kids into thinking that they were li- like. It's so stupid. 
it's such a horrible plot device. And that in the end, it was like, uh, very day change the, change the drawing. And, and then the kids will turn on him. It's, it's stupid and lazy. It's, never it's set just up. bad. So it's never really um, set up. So throughout the movie, she should, the, the sister Abby should have been adding pictures to, uh, to that wall to, to interact with the, the, the androids that would have set it up better. So in the beginning you would have had just the teacher being vaguely just being like, yeah, kids love drawings. And then she says at one point after she meets the robots, Abby says, Oh, they really love drawings. And we see her give them some, but she should have been giving them some, and maybe they were hanging them up. And then that wall should have had more emphasis. Instead, we have a scene where horny cop is just staring at the, at the wall of drawings and just being all dramatic in her stupid CW face. Um, but yeah, she should have been doing that. Like even like I imagine a, a different script entirely where Abby's with him for all five nights, because it's like, mm-hmm. I have this daughter, I have this sister that I, that I need to look after. So I bring her with me and then, and then it's like the shining. I mean, it's literally like the shining. She has the ability to communicate with these robots that he doesn't have. So he's off doing his thing where he's, he's meditating about his dead brother and she is like putting up drawings to communicate with the with and then the robots slowly start to you know like support her more and see her as a friend because of these drawings i mean i'm only pointing out what's already there she's a person who obsessively draws and there's a wall of drawings but instead they at the they only use that element once at the end so um and then there's there's like a series of really bad lines. So let me let, let me go through a couple other things. Like um, it, it, speaking of setup and payoff, right? Um, the girl Abby, at some point, the the they're on stage playing a song. Mm-hmm. She walks up to the guitarist, and she hits the guitar, and it explodes in pyrotechnics. And then she flies back. And she wakes up and she's like, what happened? And they're like, oh, my God, we're so sorry. He got exploded. Um, I was counting on that being a setup for later, that guitar being used as a weapon or something. That never happens. It was just a thing. I, I do that wonder if that was one a time. Well, no, I think I think the no, wait, at that point. Does that not set up the whole electricity thing? Is like that's the only thing that affects them? Is like no shocking no. them or whatever? No, that wasn't electricity. That was that was fire, and she hit the the strings on the guitar. No, no, no. It, it's the the fire would have happened because of the electrical charge no. of the guitar because it's electric. No, guitar. it had no effect on Bonnie, the robot. whatever. Yeah, it it only had an effect on her to where it was like, okay, this is going to set up something in the end. That didn't do anything. We already talked about the brother. That's a t- that is a setup through the whole movie with no payoff. Um, the daughter horny cop says he influences them somehow. We never find out how he influences them other than maybe yelling at them. Um, she says they don't want to hurt anyone. Um, okay. Even though they're like, we're watching them murder people. Um, she says at one point, he's like, why didn't you tell me? And she says, I tried to, to warn you in my own way. She stands up and she does like a CW move or she's like, tried to warn you in my own way. And you're like, these are all awful lines. <laughs> um, 
And then you have this major build up to who the bad guy is. So I'm talking about when um, he he gets stabbed by the kids in the dream a bunch, and then he just randomly wakes up in like a police compound, and she's wrapped him up and she's talking to him, and uh, that's where she says, "I tried to warn you in my own way," which doesn't make any sense. That's like a ban- that's like a screenwriter's band aid line. Um, then he keeps he's like, "You need to tell me who's behind all this. You have to tell me." Who is behind all this? And she just keeps not doing it um, because, like, it's her dad. But, like, we don't know why she can't stand up to him. We don't know anything about her past. So there's no context for why she can't just stop any. She's a freaking cop at this point. We don't know why she can't stop anything. Um, I won't be any use to you. Right after that, she tells him that. She says, I won't be any use to you. You have to go do this yourself, but then she just shows up anyway. Um, and then when we, when yellow rabbit guy, Matthew Lillard comes out, he reveals himself, which is genuinely a creepy moment. When he first walks out, you're like, Oh, cause you're like, man, is he here every night? Has he always been here? You know, that, that added to that creepiness of like Freddy's is always kind of dark and scary and, you know, who wouldn't love to go walk around like a Chuck E. Cheese late at night and like feel those feels. And then this giant rabbit walks out. Um, and then wait, wait, back up. Hold on, hold on. Stop. Back up. Did you just say who would not want to be at Chuck E. Cheese dressed up and get those feels? Yeah, dude, it's Halloween. Wouldn't you love to walk around, walk around an old Chuck E. Cheese? Just walk around like, a Chuck E. Cheese. Dude, if yeah. I'm at Chuck E. Cheese, I'm just eating pizza. That's the only thing yeah. I'll be doing at Chuck E. Cheese. My first job ever, though, was a laser tag joint that had all these same, uh, uh, those exact same video games and and right. you know arcade games, like you know. So I, oh, I, I had I had I, I had a, yeah I had a small amount know. of nostalgia, but um, but then so okay, so then he comes out and he starts beating up Mike, and he says. You just couldn't leave it alone, which is like a cliched line, right? Like what the guy, the the guy at the head of the conspiracy is telling the guy who's following the conspiracy, you just couldn't leave it alone. But he's the one who gave him the job. So this is what he wanted. He wanted to kill the brother of the kid that he'd already murdered. So he wanted this confrontation. So he's screaming at him. You couldn't just leave it alone, but he would have left it alone if not for the daughter. <laughs> so it's like none of it, anything that's happening makes any sense at all. Um, and then they do a callback where in the beginning of the movie, he says, you only have one job. You have to keep people out of the, out of Freddy's and then uh, make sure nothing gets broken. And, and he says, Mike says that's two jobs. And then they do a callback where uh, Vanessa he says, Vanessa, you only had one job. You just, it, you had to make sure he didn't get too close. And if he did kill him and she says that's two jobs. So it's like a callback to a line that like, I mean, it's like, it's fine. It's not, it, you know, the callback works. It just, it also doesn't fine. It just doesn't, I, again, everything that you keep bringing back is just that his whole character was not fully fleshed out very clearly yeah. for the audience to understand what the hell does what do you want what do you want yeah like, what is what happening does here? he want we yeah. don't we never know we just never yeah. know exactly what why he is wants. he doing and any if, of this if we just 
if we just got that, if I just got a clear idea of what exactly is he wanted, because like a movie that I think is not as good as this movie, just on on some of the kooky stuff with it, is Haunted Mansion. I, I've already said this is like, at least we knew what the villain wanted. At least we had that, and at least it kind of drove the plot and how it all kind of came together. This movie, it's like that's the only one missing piece is that we just never find out how it all comes together. But there's a lot yeah. of other stuff in this movie I liked, so it's like, yeah. you know, I I like the premise. I like the idea behind it. I like, you know, I, I liked the sister, the brother. I liked, I kind of like that stuff, but it's just like, oh, I just wish it was just a, just a little bit better. You know? Yeah, so... Anyway, just a couple more things. Just a couple oh more things. God. Do you want to really go through? I'm almost done. With this movie? I'm almost done because we're oh at the ending. God. So he All then right. screams out. Uh, bad guy, yellow rabbit, Matthew Lillard screams out as the kid. So, OK, so the Abby has changed the drawing and she puts the drawing up on the wall. And now all the robots have realized that he's the true enemy because for some reason they all forgot that he murdered them because drawings on the wall made them only remember happy. <laughs> it's so stupid. So that's how it works. They they start to come at him and he's like, I made you what you are. I'll kill all of you. And he screams out, I always come back. Is he a ghost? What does he mean? Well, he he comes, always comes there, back. Did you watch did the? Die? There's the the scene at the end where he he finds out he lives. Well, he somehow. lives, but are we to understand that every time that the suit punctures his chest cavity, that he always comes back to life? What is he immortal? What maybe McCurdy? What what the f is going on throughout this whole stupid ass movie? I've this, never played the. I didn't sucks. play all the games, so I so, have no idea. Exactly. So then, so he says, I always come back, which implies that he's like, uh, like he's got a Lazarus pit somewhere or whatever. Like, I don't know yeah. what that means. Has he died before? I don't get it. And then right. meanwhile, all of Freddy's starts to fall apart. A la something like, uh, you know, the end of, um, uh, any bond movie we talk about where, you know, the complex is exploding and the good guys have to run out of there. And, out of nowhere, Freddy starts to collapse. Like, like it's, it's Indiana Jones and last crusade. And everybody's got to get out because you know, the scene that, is okay. caving in. I completely and forgot like, about that. Why that is, part was really what, what dumb. is that what, was dumb. I was like, wait, everything is no, dumb. This like, whole, th this movie is really dumb. And it, this movie could, if this movie would have delivered on exactly what you and I thought it was going in where it's like, yeah. Oh, you have this like goofy movie about a, a, a child's pizza place. And, and it's going to be a lot of like, you know, these dolls are murdering people. Sounds like a good time. How do you screw this up so bad? This movie is so stupid and, and it doesn't provide any context. It, it, it If only it could have been, okay, take yourself less seriously, uh, ramp up your self-awareness and uh, make it more like the video game. I and mean, the video game is very aware of what it is. The video game's like, Hey, so I know none of, you know, the guy on the phone as you're in the right. security office is like, Hey, I get that. And remember, I've only played one night. It's like, Hey, uh, I know this is weird, but like these dolls are going to try to get you. So like try to not use any energy. And I mean, it's very self-aware and stupid and that's the charm of it. This movie misses the charm. 
and just ends up trying to take itself so seriously that you can't enjoy it. Because if you're going to take yourself seriously, then in that logical context, you don't have any setup and payoff that, 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 uh, that, that, that delivers on the, the premise. <laughs> so you just end up being frustrated that you, that half the movie's about this stupid brother. And then the ending is just a bunch of gobbledygook. And then it gears up for a sequel by the end where it's like, um, uh, Vanessa's in, in, uh, the hospital. And it's like, I guess she's going to come back or like, he's talking to her in a coma and maybe she's going to come back to life. And the girl, the, the little sister wants to visit her friends back at Freddy's. And then uh, the owner of Freddy's is still alive. So it's like they're gearing up for a sequel. Maybe they were more concerned about their sequel and less about making a good movie that everybody, regardless of knowing the video game, could enjoy. I don't know. I know that, I know that uh, the only thing I do know is that uh, I think in, originally they were planning to do a trilogy. I, I think they actually still will be doing this trilogy, unfortunately. because Probably. Because they've made a lot of money. This Like this movie it had a really great opener for, I think it was like one of the top grossing openers for this year. So it's probably, they're going to have another one of these to come out. But I, again, we've, we've laid out all the points. I think right under insidious, the red door is, I would put it there. I would agree with it. Like I would be like, yeah, I don't okay. really have any arguments. So um, the only, I mean the, I'm not going to argue any higher. I would maybe argue lower, maybe the lowest I'd go would be I, there might be a case for the Demeter being better. Right. Um, but it's certainly the, the neighborhood. Like I, I think that, I think that, I mean, even watching it a second time, uh, again, we're talking bottom of the list. So it's not like this movie is worth anybody's time. I think this movie sucks overall. It's like, I think um, for me, it's just the, the thing that I think elevates it for, for me is mainly the premise itself. Just the genuine, interesting premise itself gets me enough. It gets me interested enough in this movie that I think it's just a little bit better than the nun two and the last voyage of the dim, uh, dim. I, Cause I the, the nun two is a sequel and you're like, okay, it's about a nun, and but the premise within that story isn't really that interesting. Um, and then the last voyage of the Demeter, it's like I really wanted to like that movie a lot because it was a Dracula story, and I thought it was a cool yeah. story. But it's like we've kind of seen. It. I mean, again, I kept harping the fact on that we put it below the alien nun too in speaks volumes. Yeah, speaks volumes. So, um, right. so I think I, I yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna. I'm going to agree. I think um, Insidious, the Red Door has the... A little bit more class. It's classier. It, it's classier because it has the... Fa it delivers on the family element where this... Right. This has this whole stupid B story with the brother that doesn't go anywhere. And it vaguely it ties goes into someplace, like... But it's how it he can talk to these else. kids. But yeah. he already had a little sister who could talk to the kids. So as a plot element, as a plot device... Abby should have been used as the mechanism to communicate with all the dolls. Um, instead, he also communicates with them in his dreams. And it just makes for just a messy story. It is just messy. This whole thing is messy. And again, coming into this whole thing as a guy who knew nothing about uh, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, the video game, um, I would, 
I, it's kind of like the Mario movie. I would rather just play Mario than watch the Mario movie again. There's nothing that elevated this beyond um, the simple premise of the game. It's it's it, it's literally it, it is the it's that uh, typical like, hey, add a story to this video game. Well, what's the video game? The video game is you're a security guy in an office and you can look at cameras to see if dolls are coming to kill you and then you can shut a door. Okay, well, what's the story? That, I don't know, write something. And so they write something about, well, this is security guy. He had a different security job and he uh, he was such a, he was so crazy with that job because his, his, get this, his brother in real life was taken. So when he sees another kid that he thinks is taken, he's all zealous about it, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, that's fine for a couple of scenes, but then stop writing that. That's your backstory. Why is the entire movie about that? And it just ends up feeling like filler. And by the end, it's, like I said, especially watching it a second time, I was like, this movie's a piece of shit. Watching it a second time, I couldn't wait for it to end. The first time, I at least had the question mark of where is this going. Right. The second time, I was like, no, it's not going anywhere. So I just can't wait for the stupid-ass movie to end. So I'm going to go for it. Number 41, five nights at Freddy's at number one below insidious the red door above the nun do yeah satisfied pretty much nice of the zodiac no, you're still no, at the bottom there. <laughs> And it's going to stay there for the rest of the year. I don't, I, I really do not foresee any of the other movies. You don't think it. Napoleon's going to, uh, I mean, no, unfortunately, it's going to be better than Napoleon. Am I right? Oh, by the way, one of the movies that I had originally scripted, um, or I think I put in the schedule, they took off. Um, so apparently magazine dream has been taken off of the schedule for this year because of, Huh. They're waiting to find out what happens to Jonathan Majors, so it kind of sucks. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're like, yeah, I Poor don't know guy. if we're going to be able to promote this movie, so yeah, bye bye. Wow. Um, and then, and then, can you imagine being Marvel and you're like, we staked an entire phase one and two, or we we staked yeah. three phases on this guy who beat up his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> you it's, it's so funny it's so funny. funny that is so funny i mean it was like like can you imagine if like um uh what's his name thanos uh damn it what's his name uh what's his name who played thanos uh like murdered John, somebody uh, <laughs> they're like they're like oh my god <laughs> like phases three and four are all about this guy <laughs> no, i no. i think yeah, but at least with that, oh my god, he's a rapist and a murderer. Least, oh my god, we just lost a billion dollars there. At least they could have recast there with with uh yeah with this yeah, yeah. With this it's like yikes it's it's not Josh Brolin it's bad but it's not it could be worse. Um, yeah, it's a good thing Josh yeah. Brolin is a good old boy. He he didn't <sighs> as far as we know he 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 don't drink no adrenochrome. Yeah. I'm looking at Jim the Caviezel. I'm looking at all the the movies for the rest of the year that I've kind of put on here and and I don't really think any of them are gonna be bo bottomers. 
They're going to be either middle contenders or for the in bottom. The top. Yeah, there's no bottom contenders. I think they're all kind of top tier or middle. What you expect? That's how it goes. You know, yeah, because we've got uh, next week. Yeah, next week. Um, next week, I put what happened later. That might change. I I wasn't even sure. I I don't even know if I've heard anything about this movie. So I'm gonna maybe re. We might relook at doing either not doing a movie that week or or doing something else. Uh, November 10th, we've got the Marvels or Holdovers, but I think we're just gonna go see the Holdovers. Yes. Uh, November 17th, I think is Hunger Games. Uh, Ballad of Song and Birds and Snakes. We might change that. I don't know, but I do. My wife wants to go see that. She just she's finishing the book right now. Uh, then we'll see Napoleon for sure. Just a new Ridley yeah. Scott movie. December first, we got the Bike Riders, the new Austin. Uh, what's this last guy? The guy played Elvis, but it's also got Tom. Um, not Tom Hiddleston. The other Tom. Tom the Bane Tom. What's Bane Tom's name? Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, Tom I'm Hardy, in a, in a movie called The Bike Riders. December eighth, I've got Poor Things. It's by the same guy who did The Lobster, and it's got Emma Stone, who's basically like a Frankenstein character. It looks cool. really weird and quirky. Don't know Sweet. if we're gonna like that movie or not. Uh, December fifteenth, Wonka, and then December twenty second, Christmas. We may be seeing a bunch of movies. Who knows? But we got Aquaman two. There's The Iron Claw, which is a movie about a, a wrestler. There's also Ferrari, and then The Color Purple. So I don't know which... We might see a couple movies. I don't know. We'll see. Are we going to cap we like them, we it? Like them. Are we going to cap it, or are we just going to keep gonna, going? Just keep going to the end of the year, because it feels weird right. if we just say, oh, we saw all these movies, and then we didn't go to the end of the year. So... Yeah. I Because maybe I, next week, know. maybe we just say we don't do anything next week. Who knows? All right. Well, uh, uh, ca- ca- catheter? Kath, Kathoon, Kathoon, yeah, uh, boom. Oh no, here I got it. Oh, there. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> literally know nothing about the man other than he made a bunch of video games that people like. He started. Liked, so. He started off doing like Christian and family related video games. And, and then, then he went then from that doing this horror thing. Figured out that 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 stuff doesn't sell, unfortunately, because we live in a fallen world where only sex, drugs, and rock and roll sells. So inevitably, everything in a in a free country, everything just moves towards sin because sin sells. <laughs> I can't with this dude. I can't. That's, Let's how, just... that's how it goes. But I think it's cool. I do think it's really cool that at least he's been able to have some control over his own creation, even down to like, yeah. hey, we're making a movie about it. You're going to be a producer and even writing the script. Even though, maybe even though maybe he, maybe in the end, maybe, he should have someone done that. Looked at his script and been like, yeah. Let's... <laughs> Where we put him stuff. at? We put him at number 40, 40, 41 <laughs> so uh maybe somebody else should have maybe he should have just produced and hired uh other people but i don't know i know right. nothing about the man uh good on him for making a because i the only little tidbit that i read was that um i think you mentioned this early on that he made a game that people were like the, the feedback was the lead character is yeah. kind of creepy and we don't like it. And he was like, let's lean into that. Let's make something that is creepy. And he, because he, you can tell me. that the first game was made on a tiny budget, a right. minuscule budget. And 
people loved it because it was simple but effective. And then that spot, and I love right. stories like that. I love right. stories about something that is initially no money at all. Because you, you and I can both sympathize with that, empathize with that. That yep. uh, zero money whatsoever, and then growing that into something that's really big is uh, is an aspiring tale. Um, I hate this stupid movie. Uh, I hope the sequels are better. I didn't hate the movie, but I I definitely didn't. The second hate time it, I did, I definitely. First I time definitely I did not. Second time I hated it. Second time I, I was, was like, this movie. movie sucks my balls. Somebody, somebody else that I was looking on Facebook, they were posting and they said something about the effect of like they had a young, they had a son who's probably in that again, junior high, high school age, and they were like, this is a great like gateway horror film, and I'm like, I think maybe, but I mean, it's also it's kind of like it's a weird, it's just a weird kind of like it's not a it's not a gory movie, but it's not like it's kind of played to be dumb in ways. This movie so, sucks. I don't know. This movie blows. <laughs> you uh, just hate this <laughs> You yeah. just hate. You just hate Freddy. You Fred, got you molested at a Chuck E. Cheese, then you never got over it. All right, that's enough, Chucky. <laughs> that's enough. Chucky. Calm down. Chucky. Chucky. Five Nights at Chucky Rances. Rance, it's yeah. just, it's, okay, there's a new movie. I have a, a pitch you an idea for a movie. We're going to prolong this. Pitch you an idea for a movie. Uh, it's called Five Nights at Chucky Rances. Actually, Four Nights of Chucky Rances, so we don't get sued. And it's about uh, a kid, a guy that is put, he's paid money to just listen to this guy named Chucky Rance who gets on a stage and just talks to him for an excessive amount of time about everything and, and anything and why the world sucks. Dude, and why remember that? You're wrong. Remember the moment in this movie where she says, uh, prepare to have it's your mind blown or something? And she hits the button on the wall and the curtain opens up. And then it's just me. <laughs> and I'm just going off so about ready to have your mind blown. And, and you're just going off. <laughs> yeah, and, and people are just like, like, and the whole movie is just like, you know, there's a way out, but you'll, you know, but the, if you press the switch, we'll stop it. You know, it's the kill switch. And then little yeah. do they know that actually kills them. Yeah, and then I scream out, I always come back as a bunch of children murder me. This movie right. sucks. Okay, uh, Scott, yeah. good on you for making a game, but you made a shitty movie. Whatever. Wait, Cheers. Scott Lorimer? To Scott... To, to Scott... <laughs> to Scott Catheter. To Scott... In his movie. Good night. Okay. Night.